0: Welcome to Teacher Thrive, the podcast for educators who want to thrive, not just survive in their profession, with your hosts, certified coaches and teachers, Madelma Zella and Caitlin Rappai. Our topic today is fall in love with teaching again, which I love this topic. And I believe it's not only appropriate for veteran teachers, but everybody. New teachers,
1: teachers that have been teaching five years or veteran teachers. I think the statistic is 78% of people who are teachers right now have considered like leaving the teaching profession. So it's super important that we figure out how... To love our job again, and I think there's a difference between actually loving our job and just kind of tolerating it, which I think is where a lot of people are right now. I I say hello. How are you? <laughs>
0: Surviving, dealing, <laughs> just just treading water.
1: Yeah, and nobody really wants to feel that way coming to work every day that they're just like they barely have their head above water. That's not a great feeling to wake up to every day. So let's figure out how we can help all of our friends.
0: So we'll start with what we were saying, Caitlin. In our conversation before we hit record, which is oftentimes so good. I wish maybe, you know what, next time we'll just hit record when we're just chatting about it. Because I love what you were saying, how our disposition toward anything is what we think about. So if we want to fall in love with teaching again, that is just a thought that you have to practice every day over and over again.
1: When we look at in coaching about how you fall in love and stay in love, like with a partner in a relationship, your feelings about someone are entirely based on how you're thinking about them. So with any human being, since we're all flawed people, we could take a look at all of the things that we don't like about that person, all the things we find fault with, and we could make ourselves fall out of love with them like really easily. We can also do the opposite and find all of the things that we appreciate that we admire that are the reasons that attracted us to them in the first place and make ourselves essentially fall in love with them again. And it's the same way with teaching. There was a reason that all of us did this in the first place. <laughs> what are the things that we look at each day that we really love about teaching? What did we want to accomplish? What are the things that we really love about it? And we can really build up those thoughts about our job in order to love it. The same way we can do the opposite and make ourselves hate anything that we're involved in too.
0: Yeah. Think about it. I mean, I can find many examples, all the times when we focus our thoughts into the negative, whether because we tend to think of the negative, like we tend to focus on the students that are the ones that are more difficult, but we ignore oftentimes the majority of the students that give us great joy because they're amazing. So when we tend to default on the negative negative. We need to realize that that's what is happening and kind of redirect our focus into what we want to experience day to day, because it is our career. And if you're not planning on quitting, if you're not planning on doing something else, then this is the perfect episode for you to listen and kind of redirect your focus. Oftentimes, you know, the distractions like social media and TV and the negativity that we hear on TV about teaching, like what you were saying, Caitlin, before we started recording does influence how we sometimes feel, how we show up to work.
1: Yeah. So anything that you put in your brain that you remember is going to have some kind of effect on the way that you feel. And our human brains tend to overblow or overplay things that are negative, which is the reason why we're so focused on that one student. Those are the things that used to be dangerous in our lives. Like the things that were dangerous, we had to pay really close attention to to keep ourselves safe. And we don't need to do that anymore. (laughs) The, The kid in your class who is a lot is not a physical danger to you anymore. So we can learn how to like downplay those negative things and bring up the things that we really enjoy about our jobs.
0: Yeah. Now the danger, in fact, is us. It's us and the way we're thinking about what we are experiencing. So now we have to be on the lookout for ourselves and catch ourselves when we have let our focus wander and let the thoughts that are not our own, things that we heard or watched on TV and now we're focusing on that, we need to be on the lookout for us and our focus. So one strategy is to be aware that that's what's happening. So when you understand that you are feeling negative and you're dreading going to work and you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, know that you're thinking about something that it's not serving you. You know, we all have some things we're dealing with. We have the demands of the district, student behavior. We're validating the real issues, right? But we're also saying there is something to be very aware when that is your whole focus and that is how you're showing up every day because you have a say in how you want to feel.
1: hundred percent, Yeah. And it's actually really interesting too, like neuropsychologically, when we put those things into our brain, we're putting ourselves into fight or flight, we're increasing our cortisol levels, we're increasing our heart rate a lot of times, just creating that constant stress on ourselves by having those thoughts can actually be really like physically detrimental to yourself too. So this stuff is not only for like your mental well being, it can actually be really helpful towards lowering those stress hormones inside of your body. Body when you change the way that you're thinking, that's yeah. why meditation is important. That's why yoga does good things for your body because you're lowering those stress hormones by stopping and breathing and changing Walking. the way you're thinking.
0: Walking, just going for a walk and pushing yourself to do one mile, two miles if if you can. But the number one thing is understand where you're placing your focus because the moment you understand, I used to say I feel like I'm full of cortisol. I feel like I need to go to the beach and and ground myself and just put my feet in the sand for three hours because I am full of cortisol. And I analyze the thoughts that I'm thinking and it is all the negative things. No wonder why I'm stressed. I'm thinking about all the things, but I'm not doing anything, right? So I'm thinking about, I don't know what I'm wearing tomorrow. The traffic will be horrendous. But if I'm not doing anything about it, obviously, I'm stressing more about the things that I'm not doing, Mm -hmm. right? So we came up with a few strategies, for us to kind of fall in love with our career again. It is our career. It's not just a job. If you're a school teacher, there's something about you that, you know, you care a lot about kids. And that is the main reason why you chose to be a teacher. So just make commitments. Make a commitment with yourself that you're going to catch yourself when you're starting to feel negative. Now hear us. We are not saying beat yourself up because we understand that Like Caitlin said, the brain will focus on the negative because it's how we evolved to survive, right? But just catch yourself and make a commitment and say, okay, I'm feeling a little negative. So how can I switch this around? And for me, it might sound maybe silly to you, but for me, it's just like the little things really bring me so much joy. Like putting makeup on just changes my vibe completely. (laughs) Choosing my outfits the night before or preparing them on Sunday, if you are feeling really dedicated, you could choose your outfits for the entire week, but not leaving it to chance, even if it's waking up a little bit early to decide what you're wearing, because then you have more time to just plan and feel great. It's going to start your day in the right way. Like Making your bed is one thing that you can check off your list, and I love checking things off, like my, my mental list. My bed looks amazing. I have my outfit. I feel great. You know what? I'm ahead of time. I could even have time to make my own cafecito. All little things. Maybe buy yourself a new school bag or materials. You know, like pens and the little pencil bag or whatever it is. You know, just the little things really carry me through.
1: I <laughs> feel like we're totally different personalities because I I never <laughs> do any of those things. We
0: are different, but. You <laughs> You know what that's the beauty of it. don't you yeah. think I find this amazing I, I love it I love the fact that we're so different
1: yeah I think the thing that I like to do as far as like making a commitment to be more in the present of what I love about my job one of my favorite things to do is just when my kids do really funny things I like to text the other teachers about what happened this is so silly we have to do testing right now like our beginning of the year testing and one of my little students said he needed a break and I was like okay you can take a break I was like how long of a break to you need and he said he needed five minutes so I put on the timer and I'm like it's five minutes and he goes over in the little beanbag relaxing area and he fake snores for the entire five (laughs) minutes and he got back up and said like oh I feel really well rested now and I'm just like that was amazing like I couldn't stop laughing while he was doing it and those are the things that I love about my job and I love sharing those things with their classroom teacher or the other teachers around me that just like make me smile and make me happy all of the little moments that make this worthwhile Too. Yeah.
0: So, whatever it is for you, find out what it is and make a commitment to doing that, right? So, don't discard the little things, thinking they're inconsequential. They matter so much. Before I even leave my house, I'm in a good place, right? So, if something goes wrong, I can approach it with a more positive disposition. Another strategy is to make a plan. And these are things that have worked for me, but again, to just take it and take whatever works for you. But make a commitment to wake up at a certain time, leave your house by a certain time, commit to leaving school by a certain time, constrain yourself. Let's say you're going to leave school an hour after, because in that hour, you're going to get things done for the rest of the week or for the next day, etc. I know people could stay in school hours and hours until you think you have it all together. And you never quite literally, you never stop planning, because there's always something to do. Something that I would highly recommend is celebrating. And there's research about this one. So you celebrate All the things that at the end of the week you accomplished, maybe you watch a series or you go somewhere or you meet up with a friend, but you do something that you celebrate yourself because you showed up in the way that you said you were going to. And celebrating tells your brain, hey, we need to do more of that.
1: I found a new thing that I feel like is so rewarding for me every time I do it. I think when I'm on social media, most of the time I am either watching things that I think are fun or I'm watching things that I feel like are going to be helpful for like my organization and my brain, I found a new guy who does how to optimize your email for people with ADD. He has this concept of inbox zero that makes me so happy. So I took all the old emails and put them in the archive. And then every time I clear out my email list for the day, there's nothing there. I get so happy. So I'm going to keep doing that. I feel like it's one that makes me, there's a little celebration at the end, like you're saying, every time I clear out and respond to all the emails that I need to respond to, it just feels so much better than looking at you have 13,000 emails. You know
0: what I, I love, 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 love. And it inspires me to move when I'm feeling super tired and I feel like, oh, I just can't because I spent the entire day making decisions and I just want to just be a couch potato at the end of the day. But if I go on TikTok (laughs) and I watch the Midwestern mama organizing her house and restocking her fridge like you with your inbox zero, I love wiping up surfaces and making sure that everything is just neat. It just gives me energy. So it's the little things. Do not think that the little things don't matter. They do. Something else that I find super important is to allow as few negative interactions as humanly possible. Because just like the TV and social media, when you interact negatively with someone, I saw this on tiktok again this lady was saying you're kind of linking your energy to the person's energy and you're going to become negative if your commitment to staying positive is not as strong as the person's negativity. So you could easily be affected. And we already established that the brain likes negativity because it feels like it's protecting you. So as few interactions as possible. Now, if you find yourself being the toxic one, I don't say this from personal experience. (laughs) (laughs) But if you do find yourself being the, the negative one, just acknowledge it, just even do like a mental acknowledgement and then stop when you can and do not beat yourself up. Just acknowledge it and just breathe. Slow down the thoughts. Meet yourself where you are. Do not try to now be cheerful and positive because that's just going to come across as weird. So just meet yourself where you are, allow yourself your little moment and then recommit again. And that's going to happen. Guys, you're never going to just be perfect. That's not the human experience.
1: Yeah. I I love keeping our energy kind of sacred. I know you talk about this a lot like protecting your energy, protecting your peace. I love to talk to people, first of all. <laughs> like, I love chatting in the hallway. That's one of my favorite things. But if it turns into one of those super negative conversations, I just don't want to get involved in it, especially if it doesn't have anything to do with me. Like, why would I want to just hear something really terrible? If somebody wants to come to me and tell me something, like they're upset about something and they want to vent and stuff, I'm 100% about that. But I'm not just going to flit around the school, like, hearing everybody's complaints. So, another
0: strategy is fine. Find reasons why you love your job. Remember, your energy goes with where your focus is. So find reasons to be thankful for your job. So is it your colleagues? Is it the majority of your students? In many, many, many cases, is the majority of your students that are great? So is it them? Is it the lifestyle that it affords you? Not in the financial aspect, but in the time aspect. Like we get all the holidays off, we get summers off. So is it that? Is that important for you? I know that that was very important for me. You know, I do love kids and I I did not want to work in corporate. That's just not for me. I wanted time for myself and to spend with my daughter and now my family. But if you appreciate just having more time, just find the reasons why you should be thankful. You can be thankful for your career and your job.
1: Yeah, and I know all of my students give me the funniest stories to tell in my life. And I just appreciate that like endlessly that I have this constant interesting content coming in all of the time. (laughs) because they are such unique, wonderful little individuals. And I really wouldn't want to work with any other group of kids.
0: And finally, the last strategy is know your limits, know your limits and constrain during the year, do not join another committee, because you feel pressured to do so and join the committee. What else is there to when people ask you to do things at work? that you feel like, okay, you have a nice load, you could handle it, but then here come the requests. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I know that I have a lot of interests, I guess, about different areas. Like I love organizing. I love environmental causes. I love all kinds of stuff like that. I love doing computer activities. So all of those could technically be like a thing that I bring to school. And I do see value in that. But I also have to balance that with the amount of time that I actually have and what I'm capable of completing during the time I'm at school because I Don't have unlimited time to do all of those things in addition to what I'm already doing at work.
0: Yes, no, if it brings you joy, go for it. I know that, for example, in my district, there's always a lot of committees and they all sound amazing. And I wish I could join more, but there's enough on my plate. And I, you know, wish we could do it all. But there's just no time. There's just no time for all the things and teaching and my commute. Let's not forget. (laughs) we shall not forget. But I don't think that falling in love with your career again is going to happen by acquiring more knowledge by dedicating all your time to thinking about your career and doing things for teaching or wrapping your whole identity around being a school teacher.
1: I I noticed that that is a really dangerous thing to do for like any profession too, because there's going to be a certain time when you stop being that. And if your whole identity is being whatever your job is, when you retire, or you can't do that job anymore, then you have essentially lost who you are. So we really have to find who we are outside of our career and inside of our career and find those things that we are in love with and the reasons that we love it is so important. Just treating this like a relationship where we're giving love, we're showing how much we love this job, but we're also making sure that we are showing self-compassion to ourselves and giving ourselves time and space to be a whole human individual, not just a teacher. That's all for this episode of Teacher Thrive. We'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics, so please reach out to us. Links to our websites, freebies, and social media accounts are included in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.